0: Celebrating the connection with our pets, this is Animal Radio featuring your dream team, veterinarian Dr. Debbie White, dog trainer Alan Cable, groomer Joey Villani, communicator Joy Turner, and here are your hosts, Al Abrams and Judy Francis. Wow, what an incredible show today! Judy
1: has booked the keyboardist, one of the writers from Rare Earth, just to show you how old we are. <laughs> and i believe it's as one of the hero people of the week this is exciting to find out that a musician yeah. of such stature is doing something for the animals
2: i'm not going to tell you what he did he's yeah. going to have to tell you, tell us what he did
1: well you know what i'm going to stick around just for that if you would have told me i would have gone just like that also on today's show this is very exciting i'll give you a little tease right now what 140 testicles and female sheep have in common <laughs> yeah you're going
3: to ah uh, uh,
1: my living room furniture how did you know <laughs>
3: <laughs>
1: besides alan's living room furniture you'll find out on today's show in just a couple of minutes right here uh let's hit the phones toll free 1-866-405-8405 for dr debbie dog trainer alan cable and dog father joey villani hi richard how are you doing
4: good how are you doing
1: very good where are you today
4: uh we're in california in marina valley
1: how can we help you today i got dr debbie right here
4: hi we have a we have a three-year-old york Yorkie and a. a for the life of me, I can't find any food but people food that she likes to eat. I've tried everything.
5: And, and has this been an eating pattern since you've had her, or is it more recently?
4: No, it's been an eating pattern since I've had her.
5: Okay. So as a, do you have her as a puppy even?
4: Yes, we we got her as a puppy. Okay. And she wouldn't eat. I, at the beginning, we were just feeding her basic, just a little bit of dog food. She wouldn't eat it, so... Because she was so young, we just started feeding her chicken and and just people food, but not a lot. But basically just protein, you know, not not other scraps other than chicken or a little bit of meat, you know, not uh, bad food, just
5: mm-hmm.
4: protein food.
5: I guess let me ask you this here, because um, do you have a problem with the current feeding situation?
4: Yes, because I'm you know I know that it's probably not healthy for her, so I it's almost like a um, it's almost like I'm forcing her to to try to eat dog food and i won't feed her what she's been used to and this has been going on for like 6 months and some days she won't eat for a day a day and a half then i'll buy some dog, soft dog food and i have to put a little bit just a little bit of chicken in her, there for her to start mm-hmm. eating she'll eat it and then she'll get tired of that after one day and then she won't eat for 2 days okay so
5: all right. Well, you're not alone because a lot of toy breed owners um have this problem. And a lot of it is we start, we're so kind of taught when we get these young little toy breed dogs that they're going to have hypoglycemia if they don't eat. So you got to make them eat. So we pull out the stops very early on with these dogs. And we break our own rules and recommendations because normally we would have you know, meal time for dogs and we stick to that. But when we have toy breeds of dogs, we always get panicked when they're young because we don't want them to have hypoglycemia and have seizures and so forth. So I see this a lot more in these guys. Now, the challenge is, is that we have to recognize the human effect on this behavior. And there are truly picky dogs out there, but in many cases, this pickiness is actually kind of created by our own behaviors of feeding that chicken and the canned foods and those table scraps and things like that, that are really palatable and a lot more fun to dogs than maybe just dry kibble or even some of the canned foods. So once we realize that we are the problem, then we can get past that because it's us that we have to change in our patterns of behaviors. So... Now, all that being said, for dogs that have this kind of pickiness, I'm a little bit more soft with some things. Like I may not say dry food is the way you have to go. It may be very difficult to get her to really love a dry food if she's been eating uh, chickens and meats and some different canned products all this time. So you may have to find a canned product or a semi-soft product and say this is what we're going to feed her. Then that strategy from there is how we're going to really fix this problem. Um, and some of the the common mistakes people do when we have a picky eater is we put the food down and we leave it there, and we keep trying to get them to eat it all day long. That is absolutely wrong with a picky eater. We need to provide the food at set times, present it to them. If they don't eat it, it goes away. And it's not at their leisure to eat. We want them to learn patterns of good behavior eating when food is presented, and that you can offer that food two to three times a day, even more if you have to, but we present it, it's there, and it's taken away. That helps to set that in their mind that when that comes, this is what I expect of you. And she may not eat, just like you said, a day or two. She may not eat, and I usually go three days if a dog doesn't eat. As long as they're drinking and they're in good health, there's no harm done with that. Um, I've known dogs that'll go six days, and they're completely healthy. They're incredibly picky eaters, so there are some that will hold out past my three day rule. <laughs> so yeah, so there's always room for uh, the individual in there. And
1: I gotta say, well, Richard, that uh, we're guilty of the same thing here at the studios. And Dr. Debbie was hey. about to, to spill the beans there, but we have the same very problem with Ladybug, the studio stunt dog.
3: I
2: can't stand it when she goes over it.
1: But day. it's you. It's you. It's I you know. You're the one
2: who spoils her and makes her yeah, act that way. She's mm-hmm. seven
5: pounds and she's got to
2: eat. Awesome.
5: Well, and this is where it comes down to tough love. Tough love is really harder for the people around the person that the tough love is indicated for. So it's the same thing with our animals, is that you really have to have in your mind and everyone in the household's mind that this is the best thing for the pet. And uh, when we're doing this mealtime we want to make sure it's a quiet place. We don't want to have a lot of distractions, things going on. Um, Mealtime is eating time, and we try to eliminate those distractions. Um, the other thing we need to do is eliminate snacks. Those little goodies and treats in between meals are not setting good eating patterns. Stop
3: so looking at for me. that picky...
5: I know. I, I, you're kicking under the table here. Yep. Um But for pets that have picky eating, we think that's the way to get nutrition in them because we're going to help them. Here's a little snack. This will help you through the day. But no, you are ruining that pattern for set meal feeding. So stop the snacks. Put the food down. Be firm. And if there's any questions, make sure your veterinarian deems your pets in good health so that we can go kind of the tough lover out here. But. You can do it there, Richard. Just hang in there. And all my best to your little baby. And hopefully she finds a, a happy medium in the household for uh, what's good for her and for you.
1: 1-866-405-8405 to connect with any one of the Dream Team right now. This portion of Animal Radio was underwritten by Stella and Chewy's. Check out their brand new introductory packs. The intro packs, only three ninety nine, dollars dollars for the venison and pheasant, but three ninety nine dollars for the rest of them. Check out which flavor your dog is going to love. The Chewy's Chicken Dinner, the Simply Venison. And dinner, the Stella Super Beef, the Duck Duck Goose, or the Phenomenal Pheasant. These are all available where Stella and Chewy's is sold. Thanks guys for underwriting Animal Radio.
0: Geico presents Strange Saving Stories. Jason Ray noticed a blue birthmark had appeared on his forehead in the shape of the Geico Gecko. Jason felt compelled to switch his car insurance to Geico and save hundreds of dollars with great discounts. By nightfall, the birthmark had disappeared. Jason's wife, Jeannie, thinks it was probably just blueberry jam from breakfast. Jason prefers to
6: believe otherwise. Geico, 15 minutes could save you 15% or more on car insurance. Would you wait a week for your
7: shower to get hot?
3: <laughs>
7: Would you wait up to a week to feel maximum relief from your nasal congestion? Nasacort Allergy Nasal Spray could take that long. Uh, But if you're congested now and you want powerful relief now, Afrin No-Drip starts working in seconds uh, and keeps working for 12 hours. So why wait up to a week for maximum relief from your nasal spray uh, uh, when you can start to get relief in seconds with Afrin. uh, Afrin, powerful congestion relief without the weight. Use as directed.
2: We've talked about Stella and Chewy's family of freeze-dried and frozen dinners for dogs. Now we're pleased to share two new exotic dinner additions simply venison and absolutely rabbit both are made with 90 percent single source protein and enhanced with organic fruits and vegetables each are fortified with vitamins minerals and probiotics to be 100 complete and balanced stella and Chewy's, the official food of ladybug animal radio studio stunt dog only the good stuff for more information go to stella
1: what's the best way to bring people together t-shirts t-shirts custom t-shirts that
7: you design online with custom inc custom inc has created over 30 million shirts for families teams reunions church groups cheerleaders companies big and small on time delivery is guaranteed and we'll even ship your order absolutely free
2: start designing your custom Ink t-shirts today and see why 99 of our customers say they would order from us again visit custom inc.com you're listening
0: to Animal Radio. Call the Dream Team now at 1 405 8405.
1: 1 405 8405 is the number to our Dream Team. Who is that Dream Team, you say? Dog Father Joey Volani, Dog Trainer Alan Cable, and
8: Dr. Debbie. Remember the group Rare Earth, Alan? I love that group. Dun, 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 get ready, because here I come.
1: On today's oh, show.
2: Hi, can to speak to
1: Lauren Grable. See that's uh in the background you actually hear Judy, she's producing the show and her mic's on. It's it's like a guffaw we're hearing behind the scenes yeah, right now.
3: To see I love that. Could do I love, I love hearing
8: really cool? behind the scenes. It's very cool. It makes it very exciting.
1: Anyway. It's
9: like how it works.
1: Yeah, it is how and, and sometimes it does too. Mike oh. Bruner <laughs> is the uh <laughs> yes. keyboard player from Rare Earth, one of the uh writers behind Rare Earth, and he's going to be joining us as our hero person today. Hero people. Uh, probably and, not. Wait, I think she's...
9: I feel like we're spying on her.
1: I think they're talking about it's caller kind of like ID her. now. Yeah. See, it's it's some pretty high-level negotiations go on to get an yes, interview it really here. really is. Yeah.
9: Didn't know all this work went into getting that interview. Wow. Yeah. That's very cool. Be back. Okay. Bye-bye.
8: There she goes.
1: Yeah. Was that uh, the guy from Rare Earth? No. No. Who was that?
2: Uh, some random girl,
1: just a random girl. Just a random it sounded girl. like you were giving them you just dialing out. Huh? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> no, <laughs> just that's what we're doing. That's uh, you know. At first, we didn't really vet the interviews. Now we're just dialing random numbers. And, <laughs> and
2: just see well, if most they people stick. have pets. It'll work. Yeah. yeah, do you have a pet? Come on and talk to us. <laughs> Your Chances to sign are pretty good up
8: for Obamacare. <laughs> oh,
1: no. well, we're tired of waiting for you to call us, so we're going to call you now.
8: And we've uh, <laughs> you know, pulled out the a big really good phone. Idea
10: book. actually. Here's the actually, phone. involve we everybody should...
9: in this show.
8: <laughs> we we should issue subpoenas to all the listeners.
10: Okay. There you go, Alan.
1: You start on A's. Tammy, you start on B's. And on right. Judy, you go on C's. And just call until you find somebody that wants so to that talk.
9: Will talk to me. Want to talk about your dog? Come on. Well, here Everybody will talk about their pet. They love talking about their oh, yeah. pets.
1: Here, get, get, get a, a number. Stop. Let's call somebody.
8: Okay?
2: Close With your just eyes make and up you a just a number. dial.
8: Let's just call somebody. Just pick, pick a, a town first. Like we Let's pick to a, when a when town. We kids, you know? Call somebody in Akron, Ohio.
2: But you know, now they have caller ID. They can. I know. It took the fun stars. Out of it. What is that? 61? No, no in Ohio, they don't know how to use that. 69? Yeah. It took the fun of it. They don't know how to use
1: that. Are you really? Just dialed random numbers.
2: Oh, my gosh. Yeah. Being Tate.
1: So uh, it's Animal Radio. We're just dialing a random number to find someone to interview about their pet. And I yeah,
2: We
9: might call you next week. Who don't is? know what
1: area code I dialed there.
8: Tell, tell them that uh, they're, the, they're your lifeline.
11: Hello. How do you do? Mark has outsourced his voicemail to India, and my name is Jennifer. I will take your message for him and see to it that he gets it very, very quickly. Thank you. So thank you for calling Mark, and he will get a message soon. Thank you.
12: Goodbye.
1: Wow, I think I dialed India. Is what I've done.
12: <laughs> Outsourced email.
8: That's
9: that was funny. Jennifer.
12: Huh? Was, was
1: that? Was, I don't know. I think I called a Jennifer there.
12: Yes,
9: yeah, sounded I, like a Jennifer.
1: Jennifer, it's uh, it's Hal and Alan and Judy and Tammy from Tammy. Uh,
9: Yeah, sorry from <laughs> from Animal <Radio. laughs> from
1: Animal Radio, and we're just uh, randomly dialing numbers today to see if we can find a pet lover that wants to talk about their animals. I'm, I'm sorry we missed you. Uh, you sounded quite interesting. <laughs> well, we'll try. Let's try that again next week. Okay. Just dial numbers, random numbers. No, I like I that, know. Alan. That's a good idea. You want to play cards? Yeah, sure. Do you have a...
8: Go uh, fish. Yeah, do you have a six? Uh, I'm not telling you because I'm playing poker. I don't know what you guys are playing.
2: Go fish. <laughs> this is an animal show. Like come on, come on, get in with it. one 405
1: 8405 Hey, Jim, how are you doing? Pretty good. What's going on in your world?
13: Uh, well, I have a, a pet problem. Um, I inherited uh, a Lhasa. Ten-year-old Lhasa and a nine-year-old Shih Tzu about a year ago from my aging parents. Um, they were supposedly housebroken, and um, but after having them a few months, realized the uh, Shih Tzu they're they're both neutered, so get that out of the way. The, the Shih Tzu doesn't do marking virtually at all when we go on a walk or anywhere else I've noted, but the Lhasa there's a lot of marking when we take him for walks and we caught him marking in our house in the living room and um... so uh... we quickly move him out when we would catch him but now we don't catch him but we still after cleaning the rugs and everything will come and find a wet spot here and there where he likes to do that so he's still doing it and uh... that's my problem
5: and it's just your your Lasa doing it, or ju- or both of them?
13: No, it's just the Lasa. Okay.
5: okay, and and there and there are other dogs in the home as well, or just those guys?
13: It's, it's uh, a ten-year-old, eleven-year-old an um, Lhasa and a ten-year-old Tzu.
8: Okay, and the, the Shih Tzu did doesn't do anything. Did you say your parents passed away? Is that what you said, or you?
13: They're in a they're in an assisted living home now, so we assume uh, the
8: dogs okay. Gotcha, gotcha. Moved. Do you want to go, Deb, or should I go?
5: Well, I mean, the first thing that I was... You know, being a medical professional, the, the first thing I always like to do is I don't like to make assumptions about um, abnormal behaviors. And I think a lot of times with both dogs and cats, the first instinct is how do we fix this in in a training method? And in, in, no, not squashing Alan's efforts in any way, but I think it's always important to make sure the pet is in good health. And especially in um, both in Shih Tzus and losses we can see a, a propensity for urinary problems. They can get different types of bladder stones. Um, not to mention in so for me, even if we think everything sounds and smells like it's a behavioral problem, I would want to make sure that that baby is evaluated by a veterinarian and screened for at least urinary tract infection. That's very important. Yeah. Um, yeah. We can get overlap of a behavioral problem and a medical problem. And in fact, some of that, that's how it kind of starts and triggers. Um, cool. So that that would be definitely something I would work on and uh as far as cleaning-wise, uh, getting into a enzyme-based cleaner that we can actually use and really spot-treat that area or areas where they're going to is very important. And sometimes you can do that if it's so uh, deep in the carpet or it's been going on for so long. That can sometimes be very difficult. And, um, I've had situations where we actually just have to tear out the carpet, tear out the pad underneath, and actually treat down to the concrete, if you will, to the slab. Because repeated soiling in that area, it really, it's, it's going to be very hard to clean the surface if it's down in deep in there. Uh, so, so that would be at least some of my perspectives and, and really not, I know, Alan, this is your, your gig, but I would say for the offending Lhasa, uh, that doggie would be not out of my sight <laughs> and I would not allow that dog go um, free range of the
3: house at all.
13: Well, right yeah, now no, we're, we 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 have started the uh, enzymatic cleaning. I did did that a couple days ago, thoroughly, and we put up a, a barrier, you know, a fence, a doggy fence in the house, so he can't get in there. Neither one of them can at night. Um, so we're just really watching him. But uh, you know we don't we don't know until we take down the barrier, and then the next morning we find out if he's done it or not. And we're we're not really ready to do that right now. So we're just kind of really monitoring him at
8: this point. Well, I like you, Debbie. You're smart. You say really smart things. And, of course, the first thing, she's right. You go to the vet and you make sure there isn't a problem and sometimes she's right also the behavioral problem can go hand in hand with a medical problem so once you eliminate the medical problem going inside your doggie's mind dogs that experience change it's very anxi- it's very anxiety causing for them it makes them nervous and stressed out so think about it your dog really doesn't know neither one of these dogs really knows why they came to live with you they just everything changed for them just all of a sudden everything changed and that causes dogs to get anxiety and when dogs are insecure and have feelings of anxiety a lot of times they start marking inside the house it happens a lot of times when you move or you bring a baby home or you get pregnant or uh, a visitor comes over that they've never seen before or maybe you've got the scent of other dogs on your on your pants or you get a new even a new piece of furniture can trigger it so when a dog is insecure and is anxious and fearful and doesn't know his place in the house, they will start marking territory inside the house. Usually when a dog is confident and secure and knows his place in the pecking order in the house, they don't feel a need to mark inside. They usually mark outside the house. So Debbie brought up some really good points. The first thing you have to do is, if you catch your dog doing it, or if you, if you get there after the fact, not make a big deal about it. Just, uh, don't even pay attention to the dog. Just clean it up. And you've gotta find ways to, uh, actually make the dog feel confident. And a schedule is the most important thing. Here's some of the most important things. Uh, a schedule, consistency, a reward, and, um, let's see, confinement, just like Debbie said. So you start by, uh, not letting the dog out of your sight putting the dog on a schedule where you take him outside at regular times during the day, same time every day, you reward the dog for going to the bathroom outside, uh, good dog. And if you catch the dog trying to mark, you immediately go, nope, and move him outside. You know, don't make a big deal out of it. Just, nope, and move him outside. And Whenever he does something well or something you like, you praise him and give him a reward and let him know that, yep, that's the right thing to do. You're doing the right thing, pal. So you set him up for success and you teach him what you want. If he's not out of your sight, he can't mark. So you've got to make sure you keep him under observation at all times. And if it happens at night, yep, set up that child and make sure he's inside don't let him out of your sight until you're ready to monitor him you've got to catch him in the act to correct the behavior does that stuff make sense
13: it makes sense um two things uh, i've never caught him peeing uh out when he's you know kept out of the area where he normally pees he doesn't he hasn't peed in the house where where he's been uh sequestered you know
3: the only well, see, that's what I'm
8: saying is, is, is that you've got to sequester to him. But, see, that's what I'm saying. You've got to sequester him, and then when you let him go free, you got to keep a leash attached to your hip, or you've got to follow him around and watch him. And if you're not prepared to do that, you got to keep him sequestered to put him outside. You know, right. it's up to you. It's up to you, buddy. You know, you have got to do what it takes to let the dog know, hey, you don't need to do this inside. You're okay. You know, I'm going to protect you. Uh, you're fine. Everything's fine. And the way you do that is with praise when he does it outside. So, a regular schedule. You wake up, you take him out immediately. Lunchtime, you take them out. Uh, Before bed, you take them out. You know, you just have regular intervals of time every day where there's structure because dogs get comfortable with structure. And I'm sure it was very traumatic for these two dogs to be moved from one place to another with totally different humans, a totally different environment. They get very stressed out by that. It's not like a human child where you can say, hey, Bobby, we're moving, you know, and get your child prepared. It just happens to a dog and it causes them amazing anxiety and stress and people don't realize that and that's when they usually start marking inside a house all right we'll give it a whirl good luck hey thanks thanks for your call jim we appreciate it it's toll free at
1: 1-866-405-8405 to the dream team
7: get something started That's the sound of a Kubota Standard L compact tractor, now rolling off the line from Kubota's assembly line in Jefferson, Georgia. With a powerful Kubota diesel engine, standard power steering, ergonomic controls, and a deluxe suspension seat, it's more than ready to work. It's ready to help take your productivity to the next level. Kubota Standard L is a property owner's dream. Powerful, versatile, and comfortable. Choose from two-wheel drive or four-wheel drive models with gear or HST transmission options to make sure you get the right combination of power and performance for your needs. Plus, there's a wide range of performance-matched Kubota implements to help you get even more done, including a quick-attached front-end loader and backhoe. Think of all you can get done and all you can save with low-rate, long-term financing available now. Kubota Standard L Compact Tractors, built for the best things in life.
14: Visit Kubota.com to find your local Kubota dealer. Ladies, how many pounds have you gained since turning 40? If you're like an average woman, probably five or more. How many times have you stood in front of the mirror and thought, I don't like my body? But I don't know what else to do. If this sounds like you, please call the Amberin Hotline at one 800 318 8232 At Amberin, we specialize in breakthrough solutions specifically tailored to women over 40, including hormonal balance, relief from menopausal symptoms like hot flashes, night sweats and sleeplessness, and effective weight loss. You see, after 40, the female body changes. So one size fits all solutions may no longer work for you. We understand your unique challenges, and that's what makes us so different. Our solutions were designed specifically for you. So if you're a and over 40 and you're tired of looking in the mirror and not liking what you see call the amber and hotline right now call 1-800-318-8232 and start losing pounds yes pounds of extra weight this exclusive offer is 100 guaranteed but it won't last forever so call right now 1-800-318-8232 that's 1-800-318-8232
7: hi randy travis here and you're listening to animal radio
14: this is an
10: Animal Radio News Update brought to you by Doctors Foster & Smith Pet Supplies with thousands of quality products at low prices every day, so you save on every order. Visit fosterandsmith.com.
9: I'm Tammy Trujillo, and we have been hearing for some time all the horror stories of the fate of animals bought and sold on the Internet. Well, now the nationwide animal rescue organization, Guardians of Rescue, has started working with law enforcement agencies in a variety of states, and they're teaming up on sting operations to stop people from selling sick and stolen animals, puppy mill dogs, and from adopting animals for use in fighting rings all on the Internet. They say there are plenty of ways to verify an Internet seller if that's the way you want to go about buying an animal. You need to Google their phone number and address to make sure they're real or insist on the health records before buying an animal. But this sting operation moving across the country with guardians of rescue and law enforcement. Well, nearly all of us drive around with our dogs in the car. That's part of the fun of having a dog. Now there are car seats to make sure they're safe in case of a sudden stop or an accident. But the makers of the car seats, they say they test them there are no performance standards for pet travel safety products. So the Center for Pet Studies has teamed up with Subaru of America in testing these car harnesses. They took a look at seven harnesses using a specially designed crash test dog dummy. And in a simulated 60 mile per hour collision, only two brands kept the dog in place. The others broke, they tore, they came off the dog altogether altogether. The center says more research is needed, but stands behind the idea of not letting pets roam loose in the car. Pet lovers in the state of Virginia have a lot to be happy about. Four bills that deal with animal and pet welfare and rights passed during the just-ended legislative session. Now, one of the most important is Senate Bill 228. It's also known as Bailey's Law. It requires pet dealers to fully disclose all source, breeder, and health information when it sells an animal. The idea is to help prevent the sale of puppy mill dogs. Another allows domestic abuse protection orders to give possession of a family pet to the petitioner. The goal here is to protect pets from domestic abusers, also to save victims from feeling that they have to stay with an abuser in order to protect their pets. And in London, if you happen to go there, you never have to have your tea alone again. The first feline cafe is now open. It's called Lady Dinah's Cat Emporium. It's named after Alice's cat in the fairy tale Alice in Wonderland. And it has 11 resident kitties. They're all donated by people who were moving out of the country and couldn't take their cats with them. It costs five pounds, that's about $8.29, for two hours of kitty company. Coffee and afternoon tea, along with sandwiches, cakes, and scones aren't included, but you can buy those separate. The kitties get regular breaks away from the customers, and the staff's been trained by animal behaviorists to take care of them. Cat cafes, they're not new. They first took off about 10 years ago in Japanese cities where most apartments don't allow pets. And Lady Dinah's, it's a hit. It opened March 1st, and it's fully booked into July. We have more breaking animal news at AnimalRadio.com. This has been an Animal Radio
10: News Update brought to you by Doctors Foster & Smith Pet Supplies. Visit FosterAndSmith.com for pet supplies selected by veterinarians with 100% satisfaction guaranteed.
15: I'm Jimmy Van Patten, and I'm here to talk to you about our
12: solution-oriented treats for cats and dogs. Natural Balance Pet Foods offers several nutritious treat formulas with tasty solutions for pets. Our treats feature unique ingredients like venison, duck, and salmon, accented with cranberries and pumpkin, and offer grain-free options. At Natural Balance, our philosophy is to provide pets and their owners the food for a lifetime. Natural Balance treats truly treat them right. For more information, visit naturalbalanceinc.com.
14: Stressful things during the day can keep you awake at night. Instead of sleeping, your mind is still spinning from stress. Unisom is the help you need to fall asleep. Unisom sleep tabs are a clinically proven effective OTC sleep aid. You fall asleep 33% faster by easing into your natural sleep cycle. With Unisom, you wake refreshed and ready.
8: Here's your morning traffic
14: report. Unisom, a stressful day deserves a restful night.
7: Use as directed, active ingredient doxylamine succinate versus control in a clinical study. Fido Friendly is the travel and lifestyle magazine for you and your dog. Each issue includes hotel and destination reviews along with health and wellness topics, dog training tips, and the latest fashion trends. Pick up a copy at Barnes & Noble, Hastings, or go online to phytofriendly.com and subscribe today. Fido Friendly is the only magazine dedicated to the travel and lifestyle of man's best friend, and the one magazine your dog will thank you for.
3: Hi, everybody. This is Deborah Wilson from Mad TV,
11: and you're listening to Animal Radio. And as my friends would say,
0: you're listening to Animal Radio. Call the Dream Team now at 1 866 405 8405. Don't forget to download the Animal Radio
1: app. It is a free download for iPhone, Android, and Blueberry. Is it Blackberry? I'm sorry. Blueberry. My blueberries (laughs) and my Blackberries all mixed up.
2: Don't get your berries mixed
16: up now.
1: (laughs) You got my berries in a bunch. Uh, Well, you can listen to the show anytime you want, as well as ask the Dream Team questions about your animals anytime you want. So download that app now. It's a free download. Uh, Let's head on back to the phones. On the phone, we have Frank Tabering. How are you doing, Frank?
12: Hey, how you doing? Thanks. Doing well.
1: I, I love the spelling of your name. You were so sure that you wanted it to end with a K at the end that you, you put a C and a K after the F-R-A-N-C-K. That's
12: it. It's a French influence, so that's why it's there.
1: <laughs> Are you French?
12: Not French, but Luxembourgish originally, so not too far from France.
1: Okay, I don't speak French. I have no idea what I just said, <laughs> and probably nothing. Uh, you're doing something pretty cool. It's called My Puppy Tales, and you're making uh,
12: what is it? Montages. It's essentially uh, I call it, you know, an, an artistic highlight video. So um, it's a little bit. It goes a little bit further than a montage. It's more like a, a story, you know, a story that runs about four to five minutes, focusing on a special bond, you know, uh, pet owners, specifically dog owners, have with their with their dogs.
2: Is this a video or what?
12: Yes, exactly. It's a video. Um and uh we uh, I'm, my background is in, in filmmaking, so it's uh, it's very artistic, uh it's very uh detailed, very cinematic. Not just, you know, um you know, it's not like a family movie, you know, that you just have a camera and you just, you know, point and shoot, you know. We just do it in a very very artistic and cinematic way.
1: Okay, so a few weeks back we saw on uh, Facebook you could make your own Facebook movie. It would call all of the pictures and and do the whole mm-hmm. Ken Burns effect and put together a collage or a montage of everything on Facebook. Is that what we're talking about here, or do you actually go out and film?
12: We actually go out and film, yes, absolutely. So uh, what we do is, you know, if somebody is interested in our service, we say, let's pick a date, you know. And then we, uh, with the two-people camera crew, spend the day with the, the person and their dog or dogs, and we shoot them um, uh, interacting with their pets at home. We accompany them to their favorite places. It could be a beach, a park, you know, anywhere they like to take their pets. And we filmed them, you know, interacting with their pets, you know, doing all sorts of activities that their pets like to do. uh, And... As a bonus, we also do a a sit-down interview on camera with the dog owner or owners where they tell the story of of, of them and their dogs, you know, how um, they got the dog, you know, how has the dog influenced their life, you know, what does the dog like to do, you know, just sort of like intimate personal questions to sort of build a story, a spine, and then we add all the other footage to it and make a nice little story out of it.
2: Mm. I want one. That
1: just
3: sounds awesome. Me too. Yeah.
12: yeah. Are people buying this? What's going on? And how much does it cost? Basically, we just uh, started this uh, this service about uh, two months ago, so we're kind of in the beginning stages. You know, we've uh, we've had a certain people approach us. You know, uh, and uh, since you mentioned price, um, we uh, as a launch offer, we are currently offering fifty percent off. So a base. Base package price runs about seven hundred, eight hundred dollars, but we're slashing the price fifty percent and doing it for four hundred dollars, which, considering the production value and and the value of the product itself, is is a pretty nice nice deal because we're doing this specifically so people have. A, a, a video memory of, of their pets, you know, as opposed to photography, which is very nice, but it's a different feeling when you can look at moving images, when you see your dog in action, when you can hear yourself and see yourself talk about your pet, versus just looking at a photograph. You know, down the road, years down the road, even when your pet is not, you know, with you anymore.
2: God, that's just awesome.
1: Who who are the kinds of people that are doing this? Are they? Uh, are do they generally have older pets that are probably um, near expiring?
12: Yeah, so basically, we've, we've had uh, a couple of people approach approaches. Uh, currently on our website, too, we have uh, different videos. We have uh, one video where it's a, it's a very heartbreaking rescue story. So it's a, a mom, single mom and her daughter, and they've only had their, dogs for, their dog for about five months. So it's pretty fresh, you know, pretty new. But even in those five months, the dog has changed that, that little kid's life so much that they had a really nice story to tell. On the flip side, we also had a, a young girl who has three dogs, and one of the dogs is nine years old. And um, so there's, of course, a whole different story story there you know nine years old you know and she told us about how she you know got the dog and it was a very dramatic story too you know and, and and so in that sense you know it, it just switches it could be you know pretty fresh or you know people with 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 older dogs as well yeah
2: now you call it my puppy tales, but do you do other animals as well
12: we do other animals so far we've uh we focused on dogs uh but you know the the, the the thing about it is you know uh it's you know working with pets especially on video can be a pretty challenge you know so uh obviously i think there's some pets where it would be a little bit difficult to do this but you know cats for instance is, is definitely something that works too because we had somebody approach and ask us you know hey, do, do you do this for cats because we've had our cats for for years you know and we're very attached to them we said absolutely it's no problem you know um but so far uh, you know besides the dogs and cats you know uh we haven't really like anybody inquire about it different animals but that does not mean that you know we won't do it it's just you know with dogs you know and cats like it's it's easier to shoot that too especially you know you know most of the time you know people have like a a, a strong emotional bond you know and they interact more with 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 those types of animals
2: yeah Yeah, turtle video would be
12: kind of boring (laughs) kind of right
2: (laughs) well it sounds like you're at the beginning of a great
1: venture of course this is only in uh, southern california right now right
12: Yes, right now we're serving uh, Southern California, you know, uh, part of Northern California too. We have some connections, but you know, we, our plan is to sort of like branch out a little bit, you know, as maybe the demand grows and we have, you know, people interested from different states and then kind of see, you know, l- hiring local crews and and but always assuring, you know, that we preserve the quality and and, and the main emotional value of our product. Yes.
3: Okay,
1: so the website's mypuppytails.com. mypuppytails.com. Let me get out your phone number, it's 865-898- Three two zero nine. We'll put the the phone number and the links over at the AnimalRadio.com website. Frank, thanks for hanging out with us today. Thank you so much for having me, Frank Tabery. Another great idea and is you know, Alan did Alan hear that?
2: You know, see, I, I yeah, already got you know, it pictured in my mind. You're right. I would start with pictures of ladybug. You know, even though they're pictures of a baby, and then go into her in real life. And oh, I, I've got it all. I got it all figured out. Cal. you're gonna be my videographer guy. Okay. My cameraman.
1: Uh, Let's head back to the phones. How about that? For your calls right now, for Dr. Debbie, dog trainer Alan Cable, dog father Joey Volani, uh, toll free 1-866-405-8405.
0: You're listening to Animal Radio. Call the Dream Team now at 1-866-405-8405.
14: Animal Radio is
2: underwritten by Natural Balance Pet Foods, the finest food and treats you can buy for your pet. No matter which formula of Natural Balance Pet Food or solution-oriented treat you choose, it will truly be the food for a lifetime and a treat to treat them right. Visit naturalbalanceinc.com to learn more. Dogs or cats, horse
3: or emu,
2: animals are people too. In China, a toy black leopard
9: caused a near riot. The three-foot stuffed animal looked enough like a leopard to scare both dogs and pedestrians. One witness described the scene saying people were running for their lives, some of them running into traffic causing a traffic jam. Eventually, police arrived with an armed anesthetist from a local zoo. After observing the leopard for a while, one of the officers got the nerve to walk over and touch it and found out it was a toy. I'm Brit Savage for Animal Radio. Animals
2: are people too. Animal Radio. Hi,
4: everybody. This is Frankie Avalon, and I love Animal Radio. Keep listening.
1: This portion of Animal Radio is underwritten by the folks over at Litter Robot. Litter Robot automatically cleans the cat litter for you. You don't need any special supplies or plumbing. Just use your favorite clumping litter and never scoop dirty litter again check it out litter-robot.com and speaking of never scooping dirty litter again ladies and gentlemen (laughs) the dog father Joey Volani how you doing
17: you know I knew I knew you were gonna I don't know why I just knew you were gonna have something to say um it it didn't let me down so I got a message from a miss Lori Craig she says that her dog is going in for surgery and apparently it must be like routine um where this dog goes in and gets lumps removed and it comes home she said normally she gets the dog bathed before it goes in and apparently he's a stinky dog um, he stinks usually right after he gets a bath anyway and some dogs just do and she she actually missed a grooming appointment before the surgery. So she said, now the dog is going in dirty and um, is going to come home stinky. You know, what can she do? Because she can't wash the dog because he's going to have stitches in. And you know, what? It's, a, it's a real easy, quick fix. I mean, as long as the dog isn't, you know, disgustingly dirty and has been out in the mud, it's it's actually pretty easy. It's, it's um, stuff that you're going to have in your house. And um, I'm going to modify it a little bit because um, I'm going to make it a little bit easier. Um, just a quarter cup of white vinegar and a cup of distilled water. Distilled water always works a little bit better, um, especially when when you're dealing with a dog that um, you know has an injury. Just for it, it just works better. Um, no minerals, nothing that's gonna build up, nothing like that. And spray the pet, but still stay away from the stitches. And work it in really good. You can either use your hands or you can use a brush. And then just towel dry the area and let it air dry. Now I always talk about a carrier solution to remove what's left behind, and it's usually a powder. But because there are stitches, and um, usually when the veterinarians do a, surgically, a surgical clip on your dog to get it right down to the skin and, and remove the hair, um, they don't do it as good as a groomer, and a lot of times, you know, irritation will um, develop, and sometimes the powder could actually irritate it as well. So don't use anything. Just work that in and brush it out. What the white vinegar is going to do, you know, it, it's funny because um, as uh, most people know, I also have a line of cleaning products for pets, and um, the chemist actually who made it said you know he goes actually the best thing to remove um urine smell and dog smell is um white vinegar he goes it actually works better than anything that we could develop but it just doesn't last real long once you mix it with water um so then they have to add chemicals to it so this is an easy way you know don't store too long it'll last about two weeks and um then uh, once the stitches get out then you can go have your pet groom but in the meantime you'll have a dog that actually um smells good and, and the vinegar smell goes away so it's not gonna smell like a salad. <laughs> Uh, so, were you just actually giving us advice how to avoid buying your own product line? Was that what I just heard? No, not, not at all, because, well, um, it might, this is for cleaning your dog, and my product line does a lot of other things, um, besides that. So, no, you can, you can go out there and buy Joey Vlani pet products, um, if you'd like to, but, um, you know, listen, I give the animal radio people a bonus, okay, an you do. easier way to, they don't have to go out and, and purchase anything, because they probably have it in their house.
2: You throw him a bone, Joey. I, th-
17: I throw him a bone. Give him a dog a bone. Mm.
1: Remember the uh, the group Rare Earth? They did a... Uh... Oh,
17: yeah. Yes, I know the song.
1: The keyboard player from Rare Earth will be joining us today, Mike Bruner. He's actually our hero person. Oh,
2: cool. He's our hero person? He's
0: our hero person. I don't know so. what he did, but we'll find out in just a few minutes right here on Animal You're listening to Animal Radio. Call the Dream Team now at 1-866-405-8405. (laughs) (laughs)
5: Animal radio.
1: Boys. <laughs> <laughs> Toll free, 1-866-405-8405. Cody, we're all here. and We're here for Chris. Chris, how can we help you?
18: Well, I'll tell you what. We have a, a miniature schnauzer, about 21 pounds. And about three months ago, she was diagnosed with um, diabetes. All
3: and right, yeah. we
18: have yet been able to regulate her insulin. Now, the vet put us on um, uh Ventolin. Which is 10 okay. milligrams. Started out at a low dose and we're up to 24 cc's a day. Half a week. Wait, the morning, now, half wait
5: the a minute. I got to stop you. Are we talking units? Yeah. With insulin, we always talk units.
18: Okay, units.
5: Okay, good. All right, <clears> so <throat> let to make sure. But,
18: um, it's still sky high and she still has blood in her urine. Mm, and okay. it's, uh, the lowest reading that we've got is 350. But when she first started, it was well over 500, like 550.
5: Wow, so she was a sick little baby when you first found out then, huh?
18: Exactly, exactly. Lethargic. And what started this is she was um, urinating in the house, which she Mm -hmm. had never done that in a while. She's about six years old.
5: Okay. Now, have you been, when we have a diabetic patient, uh, we will do uh, blood sugar curves where the sample is checked throughout the day. Have you had that done with your veterinarian?
18: Uh, What do you mean by that? Now, he's checked it about two weeks ago through the um a blood test and then we're to check uh with uh the urine strips which isn't working out so well but um (laughs) okay (laughs) you know chasing her her around to get her to pee on the strip (laughs) exactly but um you know that has only shown in the normal range one time most times it's showing at the at the highest level
5: Mm mm-hmm Okay, well, you know, I'll give you my spiel on diabetes in dogs. And schnauzers are sneaky little breeds when it comes to diabetes because they can throw a lot of other things into the mix with a diabetes condition. So they can have other conditions that kind of interfere with the insulin, um, call it insulin resistance. So that could be things like Cushing's disease, which is an adrenal gland problem urinary infections, bladder stones can kind of throw wrenches in the system. And then there's even just the the occasional dog that will have an antibody um, or basically that their body kind of rejects almost that insulin product that we provide for them. So all of those things are possibilities. But in your situation, when, when I have a diabetic, there's one way that we can best assess how well that insulin is working for that pet. The one thing I can do for you is to do a blood sugar curve. Now, some folks will do this at home. By with instruction by their veterinarian, but the blood sugar curve is basically where blood sample is looked at, and we test it on a glucometer, just like a human, and we right. see what the blood sugar level is. Now, there's a normal kind of wave to that that should happen through the day, and it's very important that we look at that wave and when the peak of the insulin hits, when it drops down, because that tells us, is this insulin working at this dose or not? If we base our choices off of just a blood test, or even just a urine test, we're missing that boat because her blood sugar could be 120 in the morning, but if it's 500 later in the day... She's going to have sugar in her urine, and that doesn't tell us how well she's doing over the whole day. So I, I would have to say the importance of doing an actual blood sugar check. And if this isn't something your vet can do for you because of time constraints, there are monitors that you can purchase, and with their instruction, we, we can get you to check this. Because I'm really worried that maybe we got up to a dose that's very, very high, and we can run into a problem where we actually drive that blood sugar up and down at very big extremes, and it's called a smoggy phenomenon. Um, so that would be something that i would be really worried cuz you're already at a dosage that's pretty darn high where yeah, we'll start little, to look for, for these girl.
18: now is this the same type of glucometer that or is that the, the term for it that a human would would use
5: i mean technically in the old days yeah the, we used to use human glucometers but they they measure things a bit differently than the dog ones there are actually dog specific and cat specific glucometers okay, so, so yeah if i, I
18: mean the pers- uh, human one that wouldn't give me a a good reading.
5: Well, the the problem is we'd want to calibrate that to your veterinarians. Um, glucometer okay. or to their laboratory equipment because there's always a fudge factor there and usually human glucometers run lower. So, um, you want to make sure you're, you know, like I said, you're working with your vet on that because they can help guide you on that. But, um, I would say, gosh, you know, you're at a very high dose of insulin. I would check your baby out, make sure we don't have a urinary infection. If we do, we culture for that. We check for stones. We take an x-ray and we check our blood work and see, do we have any evidence of Cushing's disease? Because we got a lot of possibilities that could really be throwing those wrenches at our diabetes regulation and it takes months it really does take months but i would definitely want to see you in a better spot by now so yeah true. i mean I, it's
18: been three months so far and the blood in her urine is what's really a concern
5: mm-hmm, i
3: mean absolutely. this has been
18: going on and i mean as early as last night i mean it was pretty heavy you know mm-hmm. what, what causes the blood in the urine?
5: Well, I mean, in a diabetic, the biggest thing we worry about is a urinary infection. You know, does she have a really bad urinary infection? Does she have a kidney infection? And in some cases, we can have bladder stones. So that blood would, that puts a, a big red urgency on my mind right there, is that I would I would make sure we get this baby and get that checked out. And, uh, you know, sometimes with diabetes, it seems like, you know, we can kind of, Play with it a little bit on our own, but really in this situation, you, you really need to work very closely with your veterinarian. We got to get this back on track and really find out more about what's going on, both in her blood and in her urine, um, and uh, you know see what we need to do there. But I think we got a lot of work.
1: Okay, thank you for your call today. We wish you the best of luck with that, Chris. Every once in a while, a great underwriter comes along, like Litter Robot. I know the name sounds weird, but let me tell you, it is something phenomenal to check out. If you hate that dreaded chore of cleaning the litters...
2: You know, they listened to me. I used to dream of one day that there would be a robot that would clean the litters for me. And, and here it is. And here it is.
1: With Litter Robot, cleaning the litter boxes is as simple as changing the kitchen garbage bag every few days. Here's how it works. Seven minutes after the cat uses it, it automatically rotates and its patented litter sifting process gently separates the waste from the clumps. It will save you up to 50% in litter. That's a lot of money. I know no waste there. You spend uh, when you go out and buy a bag oh, of litter. Gosh. You can spend seventy dollars easily. Yeah. Imagine cutting that in half. Yes. It doesn't require any special trays or expensive litter crystals, chemical cartridges. Just your favorite clumping litter and a garbage bag. It's made in the USA with a ninety-day money-back guarantee and an eighteen-month full warranty. Check these guys out, litter-robot.com. That's litter-robot.com. They're underwriting this hour of Animal Radio.
0: Celebrating the connection with our pets, this is Animal Radio. Featuring your dream team, veterinarian Dr. Debbie White, dog trainer Alan Cable, groomer Joey valani communicator Joy Turner, and here are your hosts, Al Abrams and Judy Francis. Okay, here's the
1: number. It's toll free. 866 405
17: 8405 For Dr. Debbie, dog trainer Alan Cable or Dog Father Joey Volani. I gotta tell you something. Um, okay. I um was in um Tacoma, Washington this weekend doing a um judging a grooming show. And now these shows, what they're doing is is the groomers are grooming rescue dogs. It's called a rescue makeover. And they oh, get wow. a rescue in the area. And they bring all these dogs in. Some are blind. Some are three legs. But they're all looking for homes. And the cool thing is is when they come in and they're all scared and they're biting and they're pooping and they're peeing. And before the end of the competition, because they draw an audience. Like you, you, you have a few hundred people there cheering for them. And then they all got like their chests out. And they're looking out over the audience Aww. and they're calm and it's like, yeah, it's me, it's me, you know. <laughs> and it's, it's, cool. it's really cool how you can actually see that, you know what, like, it's like their day.
2: Remember like, that old show, Queen for a Day? Yeah. Being pampered. Mm-hmm.
17: exactly and and, and you know what a lot of them get adopted too which is which is a good thing you know that's great how many did you bring home you know what i have too many at home i can't (laughs) i can't the four the four dogs and the bird is enough i bet i I, want to bring them to the to the rescue maker and just make (laughs) you know make believe maybe they'll get adopted (laughs) yeah your
9: wife's not listening
17: no i know i know forget about it how about you tammy what do you got going on
9: well think about this you're in court facing serious charges and the witness for the prosecution is a dog.
1: Wait, wait. i got to get a, a, st- a stinger for that. It's a dog. Perfect. See, that made it a lot more dramatic.
16: Oh, yeah. It did. Hi, Jackie. Hi. How are you? I'm good. How are you? Good. Where are you? Uh, right now I'm in Seligman, Arizona.
1: You must be a driver. I am. You are on with Dr. Debbie.
16: Hi, Dr. Debbie. Well, Hi, I have a little boy, Yorkie. He's two and a half years old, and when we were home last month, he ended up in the hospital for gastroenteritis.
14: Okay, wow.
16: And they had him on IVs because he was getting dehydrated. Now, his mood and everything was great, but he he was vomiting, and when he did that two times that morning, I took him into the vet. Um, By looking at the pink around his eye, they... Mm -hmm discovered that and with the blood work that he was dehydrated so he stayed for a day and a half and he's still not quite up to par i mean he's not he's on prescription id diet and when he isn't eating i'm allowed to give him canned chicken and chicken broth but sometimes he still just gets like in a funk where he doesn't you know he's just kind of sad or depressed he's not getting people food at all anymore
5: okay was he getting people food before he was all right. And did they, when when he was hospitalized, um, did they do any laboratory tests, X-rays? And did they find anything significant? If they did,
16: um, well, the blood was very uh, thick, and they said that he was in the beginning of kidney failure because of the dehydration thickening the blood.
5: Mm-hmm.
16: Does that sound right?
5: Yeah. Yeah. Okay. And did and they that's say? Why, oh, I'm sorry. Go it, ahead. Oh, I was just gonna say anything about fats or um, any kind of uh, high fats in his blood.
16: Oh uh, no, I don't remember that. Okay. I'm um, not to All give right. him any. He's not. He's supposed to be on a low-fat diet. No more fats. No more people food. He what, We were told we were allowed to give him little bits of bread because he really likes his carbs. <laughs> and um,
3: actually,
5: he's not a yeah, napkin's yeah. dog, then, huh? No, he
16: <laughs> likes. Carbs like his mom, but he. I gave him a, probably four tiny little pinches off of the bun yesterday, and he threw okay. it up that night.
5: Oh, no. Okay. So we're really not out of this first bout of uh, gastroenteritis. Has he had other GI problems prior to that?
16: No. I mean, he's vomited here and there, but nothing that scared me like it did when I took him
3: in.
5: Okay. Well, I just get the feeling that maybe we haven't quite gotten to the bottom of his problem um, because right. gastroenteritis is a, a big broad term and inside of that category there's oodles of things that can cause gastroenteritis from you know things that we feed uh, whether they're too rich and they just Cause some stomach unrest um, to um, you know viruses, bacteria,s or even structural problems. And I've had some small dogs that can have problems with uh, the outflow of their stomach being kind of compressed, uh, whether that's from something stuck in there like uh, a toy or an item, um, or if there's just an, an anatomic narrowing in the stomach. So there can be some weird things there. And and my gut feeling here, uh, no joke, there, um, is that I think we need to maybe re revisit this issue. And, and see a little bit more, because if this was just a plain old you know acute gastritis, I think we'd be done and over with by now, um, and especially since you said that he had um, some borderline on kidney failure, that to me also brings up some concerns with um, a disease called addison's disease which um can cause a lot of frequent vomiting diarrhea about sometimes which aren't, aren't always that serious but can also present where the pet has test results that look like they might be having kidney damage so that might be something and i think that um you know if you have this ongoing problem i would address that with your veterinarian um and uh, that one of the things they might do is to do some follow up blood work and maybe even check for something like that disease okay um and I guess the other thing that I wouldn't want to miss anything and and maybe they've already done it is to make sure that we have done um some thorough fecal testing for parasites. They um, did because do that. They did. Good.
16: No no parasites, no nothing.
5: Good. Because that is definitely um, something you don't want to not spend that $30 on that fecal test and miss that. um, Because a lot of types of worms can cause both vomiting and diarrhea. So, yeah, I I think that, um, you know, that food idea is it's a good general gastroenteritis food. But if if he's not interested in it all the time and if he's really not holding it down, yeah, let's get him back to the vet
16: okay well we'll be home next week and he needs to go back in for a shot so should i hold off on shots
5: yeah i would definitely wait on that um i'm not a fan of vaccinating a pet if there's you know some other problem or concern going on so yeah i'd wait till he's fully healthy on that so
16: but i can still give him his heartworm and um his well his flea medicine's topical but the uh, heartworm medicine i can still give him that
5: you know, I would probably wait on that. If it's just a matter of a week, I'd hold off on that because anything we give him by mouth, if he vomits it, then you don't know. Is that a contributing factor or how much of that did he actually get in? Do you have to repeat the dosage at another time? So I just put it on the shelf for a little bit until you get back and you can get to your vet. Okay. All right. Well, thank you for the call, Jackie. I hope things turn out okay there. Uh, This is Dr. Debbie. If you have a question, give us a call here. We're ready for you at 1-866-405-8405.
0: You're listening to Animal Radio. Call the Dream Team now at
3: 1-866-405-8405.
0: What's the best way to bring people together?
3: T-shirts!
12: T-shirts. Custom T-shirts that you design online with Custom Ink. Custom Ink has created over 30 million shirts for families, teams, reunions,
7: church groups, cheerleaders, companies big and small. On-time delivery is guaranteed and we'll even ship your order absolutely free.
2: Start designing your Custom Ink T-shirts today and see why 99% of our customers say they would order from us again. Visit CustomInk.com.
7: So what are you feeding your dog? If you didn't answer canine caviar, visit caninecaviar.com today and get your pet started on a longer, healthier life.
14: Ladies, how many pounds have you gained since turning 40? If you're like an average woman, probably five or more. How many times have you stood in front of the mirror and thought, I don't like my body? But I don't know what else to do. If this sounds like you, please call the Amberin hotline at 1-800-318-8232 at Amberin. We specialize in breakthrough solutions specifically tailored to women over 40, including hormonal balance, relief from menopausal symptoms like hot flashes, night sweats and sleeplessness, and effective weight loss. You see, after 40, the female body changes, so one-size-fits-all solutions may no longer work for you. We understand your unique challenges, and that's what makes us so different. Our solutions were designed specifically for you. So if you're a woman over 40 and you're tired of looking in the mirror and not liking what you see call the Amberin hotline right now call one eight hundred three one eight eight two three two 318 8232 and start losing pounds yes pounds of extra weight this exclusive offer is 100 guaranteed but it won't last forever so call right now one eight hundred three one eight eight two three two. 318 8232 that's one eight hundred three one eight eight two three two. 318 8232 god i wish other people would have thought
9: to go in the water like that but he's wrong that most people would stand there he's and right that's watch. amazing
14: Coming up in just a couple of minutes, we're going
1: to talk to a guy who saved a dog that was drowning in a lake. Not only that, he happens to be the keyboard player from Rare Earth. You Remember that group?
3: Oh, yes. Mm-hmm.
8: Go ask your dad.
9: <laughs> oh.
8: What, uh, I would have outsourced that rescue to India.
1: Yeah, you probably would have. Not a lot of people will hop into a cold lake,
2: frozen over a lake. i afraid of my own life.
1: Yeah, sure. So we'll talk to him in just a few minutes right here on Animal Radio. So it looks like none of the trainers down at SeaWorld will get back in the water with the uh, with the whales now. Legally, they won't. They, they legally can't, they can't, can't get back in the water? Legally, can't really? get back in the water. They were, of course, really? what was it, a year and a half ago?
3: Yeah, is it?
9: it's yeah, been a now while. Not without a barrier. There has to be an absolute barrier between
2: them and the orcas. Yeah. Wow, is that for, I mean, are there, are there other places other than SeaWorld that do that kind of thing?
1: I don't know if there's other places that do that. Remember
2: Marine World. I don't even know Greenland if yeah Greenland. Greenland I wonder if that even exists it, anymore
9: no it's gone uh, it's been gone oh my god it's been gone for 20 years over in like uh Pacific Palisades yeah 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 <laughs> it's been gone about 20 years okay we're showing our age here.
3: <laughs>
2: I used to go there all the
9: time, though. Oh, me too. <laughs> I love that place.
2: Yeah, so I guess that's SeaWorld's the only place that does that with uh, live orcas. That uh, Pretty much at, at all the different more.
9: SeaWorlds. Well, that yeah. was the whole
1: thing is to see the trainer down there with the uh, whales. Well, yeah. And swimming and with them.
2: Swimming with them and standing on their backs and things like yeah. that. Wow, now they can't But that was after them. that
9: death about a year and a half ago. That's where this all stems from. Wow, I wonder
17: how that impacts their business.
9: Lots. I mean, the shows can't be nearly as exciting as they were no
17: nope. nope. let the orcas set the orcas free well yeah, but the, the orcas are still there yeah, right? yeah they're the orcas still are, gonna they're
1: just not they tricks. can't have trainers in there you know usually yeah. the trainers would float around with the orcas but
9: yeah they have to stay so, off out of the water yeah they'll be the standing
2: up at the top making them jump up to get fish and yeah. things mm-hmm. like that unfortunately yeah
1: boring it doesn't
2: really change it much
1: we want to see the chance of a a, a trainer getting eaten i mean no. that's why we go How? Hey, well no, why do you no, go to, why do you no, go to nascar no. why do you go to nascar i don't you go to nascar don't to either. watch cars crash <laughs> right. and blow up right no
3: no well
9: that's why you watch police chases on tv right yes. you want
17: to you want to end well maybe if a few more trainers were eaten then they would set the orcas free <laughs> dear so if you orcas if you guys are listening jump up and when that train has a fish in his mouth just jump a little higher
2: The views of the calendar are not necessarily the views of Animal Radio. Please send your letters too. Officials
1: in Sudan, they have seized at least 70 female sheep that had male sexual organs sewn on.
9: What? Oh.
1: Apparently, the result of smugglers trying to circumvent export restrictions, and uh, so they sewed uh, little testicles on 70 of these little... You know how that was discovered? Is One of them started to pee, and they peed like a girl. <laughs> so the little female posture, you know how? You know, well, you know how sheep pee.
2: You,
12: <laughs> I want to oh, know where the, where do
2: they get these parts from.
1: Yeah, seventy. Do they just
2: have all these laying around? Seventy
1: female, sewable.
2: No, they, if that's seventy sheep, that's double. Hal, you got to yeah, have yeah, that's one hundred and forty testicles. Yeah, where do where did they get it from? Do you, are you sure you want to know? That's, <laughs> it, that's a, you know don't end the story like that. Tell me where they got them.
8: Vanilla Ice did it.
1: Vanilla, he was the one responsible yeah. for sewing the testicles well, on yeah, seventy female sheep.
8: Guy's got to make a living. Him and Kevin Federline, mm. they do it together. And Corey Feldman. And the guy that used to be married to Gosselin, Kate Gosselin.
2: Again, In the careers. views of the talent are not necessarily <laughs> the views of Animal Radio. Please send your letters, I, too. I don't think the views I'm of the talent really,
1: that, really
8: are the views of the talent, even.
1: The views oh. of anybody. Anybody with
9: oh. the right mind. You know mom. who else is
8: down there doing that? It's Regis.
1: Yes. He's behind
9: the whole
8: thing. And Elvis.
9: God. This could keep on going. Yeah, I know. Yeah,
8: what, uh, what kind
1: of time do we have here? Gary minutes. Coleman. He did a call. Hey, wait, 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 wait. You can knock on anybody. When you start knocking on Gary, though, that's when I... You know what? Cut his mic Uh-oh. off. Cut his mic off. You
8: and me are having a talk,
1: buddy. Out out in the hallway now.
8: Will you you want to know there. who's really doing it? It's Gary Busey. He would stand in line. Uh, he, he'd
1: show up at the opening of a bottle, is what he would show up at.
9: We are going to get in so much trouble. I
8: know. Yes, I feel so that I didn't. I didn't get excited about cheap testicle story. I mean, i It's, feel, it's a big I story.
9: Awful. It's, I think it's you're just huge. stunned. I am stunned. stunned into silence.
1: Oh, so that's that's cheerful. So Dr. Debbie is doing an euthanasia right now, and then she'll be joining us. Oh, yes. oh so.
8: God. That sucks.
1: Oh, yeah. That's the thing. I. That's why I couldn't be do what she does.
8: No well, way. How many of you yeah, well, maybe, have you been?
1: Yeah. Oh, yeah.
8: Well, maybe it's
2: an animal yeah. that
9: she's ending its suffering, and it's for the better for the animal.
1: Oh, well, I'm sure it is. Oh,
2: yeah.
9: It's a good but thing. But you know what? I've thought of this a number of times. If I was a vet, and I never could be either because I couldn't stand to do some of those things, I can't stand blood. But the thing I hate is when you take your animal in and you have to make that choice. You know, There's no other choice. I hate the fact you're charged for it. You charge yeah. like fifty or sixty dollars for it, and writing that check—God, it just brings it back again. If I was a vet, I swear I would do it either for free or for just the the small cost of, of the drug use, like five bucks or something like that. I, I would do it that way. By the not, way, not fifty
1: dollars is yeah. pretty
8: cheap.
9: Yeah, I don't know where well, you, you pay fifty dollars. Yeah.
8: When you think about it, isn't the whole funeral business the same kind of thing? I mean, it's it's kind of yeah, it, it just bugs me, you know. I, I just yeah. want,
2: there should be a place
8: I can go you know and they can turn me into ashes and sprinkle me wherever and why should that cost
9: money why should that yeah. even cost money we have to anguish over paying it it's like hit, getting hit again
2: well who's going to do the service if they're not getting paid come on guys somebody's got to get paid to step up know. and do
8: this well there's a
5: there's well, a then, lot then of then
10: ovens sh-
8: you know not being oh. used put me in a pizza oven
9: a
10: pizza oven come
1: on It's the new yeah. domino's pizza <laughs> <Ooh>. <laughs>
9: Yeah, that, just take him out and then shove that pizza right back in there, right? Yeah, new, right artisan in there. <laughs> the-
8: new Artisan Crust. New Artisan Crust Domino's Pizza, flavored with idiots.
1: 30 minutes or less.
8: <laughs> well, you know, the other thing is, it's kind of sad when you think about it, a lot of things come down to money with pets, not only the euthanasia. I mean, you know, if your dog breaks his accruciate ligament and you don't have that dough, I mean, what do you do? It's 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 very hard. Life is hard. It sure is.
9: Yeah. Well, hi, how are you? Good, how
8: are you? I'm sorry.
1: <laughs> I didn't realize you were there. So, it's been a busy day at the office, but not a happy busy day.
5: No, definitely not. Busy, busy, busy. And
1: We were just talking about uh, how sad it is to euthanize your animal, how how hard it is to make that decision. And, of course, Alan lightened it up by saying that he would like to be euthanized uh, by thrown into a pizza oven and turned into ashes <laughs> within 30 minutes or less. Yeah. It all came down to money.
8: We were talking about money, is what it was.
5: Oh, so you don't want to have to pay for a proper burial, so you're thinking that would be well, the cheap way out.
8: Tammy was saying it's sad that when you take your animal into the vet to be euthanized, you actually have to—you get a bill—and and I was saying, well, yeah, you know, the, the, I should—the same thing with people. I mean, you know, why should it cost so much money to die? That's just. That just makes no sense to me. You know, if I want to be turned into ashes and, and tossed somewhere, it should be very cheap. It should be very inexpensive. And yummy. Uh, I, well, I said yeah. there were a lot of ovens that weren't being used. You I'm, know, I'm like pizza. I'm not going to have you know, pizza.
3: At, I'm at not night, have you could stick me a while in a pizza. Yeah, really. Okay,
1: you'll like this story. A- I've been trying to get a raise from everybody here in the studio today on this story. I'm the only one that apparently is excited about it. But I know, I know as a fact, Dr. Debbie, you'll be very excited about this story. Ooh, what's that? Officials in Sudan have seized at least 70 female sheep that had male sexual organs sewn on. Oh,
5: this is peculiar. Why? You Why, guys? I say.
1: This is the reaction I was waiting for, guys.
5: The what is the reason?
1: Livestock smugglers are trying to circumvent export restrictions. You can Explain. only
2: export so many females.
1: So many so females. They, were oh. trying,
2: they wanted to export more sheep, so they wanted to make them look like males. Yes. Oh, maybe I thought maybe they <laughs> were trying to
5: protect them against some yeah. some uh, yeah. ill doers there. <laughs> 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 oh. Oh.
1: Now that's the kind of response I'm expecting here.
8: <laughs> okay. <laughs> well, that's because you gave her only half the story. You gave us the whole story right off the bat. We didn't get to ask why. How did they discover this? You probably are wondering. How did they discover that there was
1: 70 female sheep with sewn on testicles? Well, one of the, uh, one of the sheep, also known as rams, when they're guys, no, they're Rams when they're guys. Rams are guys. Right. So one of the Rams was urinating in the female posture,
2: like a U,
1: like a U.
8: Ah, ah yeah. that gave it away. I want to know, you know, like, is there a union for people who do this? You know, what do you get paid?
2: Well, wait a minute, where you know, do they get them from? Uh,
8: is there a union for the, the people economy?
1: that sew on the testicles? Is that what yes, you're yes?
8: There is. Is there a testicle sew-on union? And what is the what is the pay rate? What are the benefits?
1: Well, I imagine it's similar to well, Dr. Debbie, she has a testicle removal
8: service. <laughs> You see, so it's probably like that. Hey, hey, Doctor Debbie, what do you do with all those testicles you remove? Because you know, I'm thinking maybe you know hanging from my car mirror would be cool. Oh,
5: that's disgusting. You know, and I. It sounds like you're someone who probably works in a veterinary office. (laughs) You know what? It's biological waste. You know, no, we're gonna let you have a necklace or a. Why not? No, it's just, it's inappropriate. It's wrong. I mean, we might joke about I it. Think,
8: I think what you need is like a store next door to the vet clinic where you sell jewelry.
5: Uh, we're going to call it, what, nips and bits?
8: <laughs> we could
1: uh, we could uh, send them down to Sudan. Yeah, there, they, they could
2: use them. Boy, you'd probably make a killing on that. Yes. Imagine the price they'd pay.
1: Okay, there you go. By the way, it's not wrong pick, to take them off. It's not wrong. But it's to wrong to sell them after. It really is. Pick up Dr. Debbie's book: Yorkshire Terriers, Shih Tzus, Pugs, and Mini Schnauzers: How to Be Your Dog's Best Friend. If you own one of these pups, one of these breeds, it's like a owner's manual or guardian's manual. And of course, you can get it over at Amazon. It's a Kindle book, or you can get the link right from AnimalRadio.com. And I'll be looking for more breeds as soon as Dr. Debbie has time. Poor gal
3: is
5: working all the time. <laughs> when will that happen?
0: You're listening to Animal Radio. Call the Dream Team now at 1-866-405-8405. Hi,
18: this is Paul Reiser, and you're listening to Animal Radio. every minute you're here, you're not harming someone else.
15: I don't know what that means. <laughs>
6: Vinnie Penn, your resident party animal. Welcome to the party animal segment. Uh, right now, I want to get right to it. Something I just kind of want to stop. No matter how hot the girl, no matter how enticing the scenario, the outfit she's wearing, no more baby talk to the dogs. Real turn off over my buddy's house. His sister is smoking hot. But when she came down the stairs in her tight little sweatpants with the word angel across the back, which is uh, <laughs> not necessarily true. If a uh, word on the street is accurate. When she went up and started kissing the dog, you know, I seeing the love seeing a dog lover, but when she started saying, Who's my little doggie? Who's my little doggie that loves you? Tell me you love me. Tell me you love me too. All right, well, he's not going to. And when he barks, that doesn't mean he comprehends what you're doing. And the baby talk to the dogs has to stop. Vinny pad Party Animal, Animal Radio. This is Animal Radio.
7: Really? No way. Hey, I'm Eric from Sam Adams. Here to get craft beer drinkers' reactions as they secretly taste Sam Adams' Boston Lager. It's got a good body. It's got a great taste. It's very smooth. I like that. you think you've had this beer before?
5: No.
6: This is Sam Adams' Boston Lager. Sam Bader. Adams!
5: I like, <laughs> was good yes. Sam Adams'.
6: That's easy to drink.
5: It's tasty. It's a very flavorful, drinkable beer.
6: Smooth, but it does have flavor. I
18: love a Boston Lager. What this test did is it put Sam Adams' back on the map for me. Boston Beer, somebody be Boston yeah. Bass. It Boston
7: <laughs> Suffering from allergy
14: On my nature walks, I couldn't smell the flowers or breathe in the fresh spring air. Then I discovered Allegra D.
7: Allegra D decongests and depressurizes with a fast, non-drowsy antihistamine, plus a powerful decongestant for 24 hours of congestion-free breathing.
5: Now I don't just appreciate nature. I breathe it all in.
7: Allegra D. Stop suffering. Start breathing. Look for Allegra D at the pharmacy counter. Starts working in one hour. Use only as directed. Visit Allegra.com. So, what are you feeding your dog? If you didn't answer Canine Caviar, visit caninecaviar.com today and get your pet started on a longer, healthier life. In
17: 1936, Leonard saved
0: big Benjamins on his automobile insurance with Geico. He did the jitterbug all over town. In
15: 1955, Sally was tickled pink over her
14: savings with Geico. It was super swell. In 1972, Melissa rode the peace train all the way to San Francisco with her GEICO savings. What a groovy time.
15: Over the past 75 years, the expressions have changed,
6: but one thing hasn't. Saving money with GEICO.
10: This is an Animal Radio News update brought to you by Drs. Foster & Smith Pet Supplies with thousands of quality products at low prices every day so you save on every order. Visit fosterandsmith.com.
9: I'm Tammy Trujillo. We all know chocolate's no good for dogs, but candy maker Mars is getting into the pet food business. The company is spending $2.9 billion for three upscale pet food brands from Procter & Gamble. They're IMES, Eukanuba, and Natura. So is it a deal? Well, the New York City market research company packaged facts says total pet food sales are projected to hit, get this, $24.7 billion by 2017. And the sales of premium pet food... And I always wondered what that meant. It means anything priced 10% above the average price of pet food was 42% of all sales last year. And they say that share is expanding now that super premium pet food is catching on. And that would be things like Kobe beef dog food and caviar and honey kibble. Dogs in kennels, they bark a lot, but a new study has found that many show signs of extreme distress that are often associated with mental illness. A study done in the UK looked at 30 dogs in kennels, and these dogs were more socialized than normal house pets. They were all well-trained police dogs. None of them were on any meds, and the lead author of the study videotaped the dogs literally bouncing off the walls over and over again. Others spun themselves in tight circles, some walked around and around the perimeter of their kennels, or they just paced back and forth like across an imaginary line. Scientists don't know what's behind the behavior, but they think it may have something to do with how the dogs react to being away from human contact. Okay, imagine this. You're in court defending yourself against a murder charge, and the witness for the prosecution is a dog. Now, this just happened in France. During a preliminary hearing, the victim's dog was brought into the courtroom to see how he reacted to the defendant. And that man was given a baseball bat and told to act as if he was threatening Tango, the dog, with it. In an attempt to make it more credible, another dog of the same breed and about the same age as Tango was brought in, and the defendant had to threaten him with the baseball bat as well. It didn't work. Neither dog showed much interest in the man or the baseball bat, so they went home and the trial went on without them. This is not the first time a French judge has tried something like this either. It happened back in 2008, and it didn't work then either.
8: If you threaten a dog with a baseball bat, is he supposed to just sit there and let you whack him? I mean, what's the dog supposed to do?
9: Well, they were trying to get a reaction out of the animal. So they were kind of re reenacting, you Yeah, reenacting.
8: What was the point? They wanted to see if the dog would defend himself, as, and then he'd they, be in trouble if he did.
9: No, they wanted no, they to f- wanted to see, yeah, if the dog would recognize the the guy who was charged with the murder as being a murderer because the dog witnessed it.
8: Oh, the dog witnessed the murder. The dog and was they a were witness. To, yes. <laughs> trying to use the dog to incarcerate the person.
3: Yes. Yeah. To, to yeah,
9: convict him. <laughs> did work. That's ridiculous. <laughs> Get more breaking animal news at
10: animalradio.com. This has been an animal radio news update brought to you by doctors Foster and Smith Pet Supplies. Visit fosterandsmith.com for pet supplies selected by veterinarians with 100% satisfaction guaranteed.
15: Hi, I'm Ed Asher and you're on
19: Animal Radio. Spay or neuter your animals, you dummies. <laughs>
1: Wow, Alan, you play probably one of the best air guitars I've ever seen.
8: <laughs> <laughs> Those are the days, man. You know, this this song takes me back to a simpler time, a better Doesn't time. does wow. it? It really does. Yeah.
2: It,
1: it was uh, the 60s and the 70s were so good for
8: music. Yeah,
2: oh, they were great. Animal
1: Radio's Hero People is underwritten by Fetch ID microchip registration. Can you find your pet with a Google search? Well, if you can't, neither can a rescuer. And with Fetch ID, rescuers can contact owners in an instant. Check him out on the web at www.fetch-id.com. And our Hero of the Week is on the phone with us. And This time, it's, it's somebody who I actually, they don't know me, but I know them, Mike Bruner. Hi, Mike, how are you doing?
20: How are you? Where
1: yeah. are we calling you today, Mike?
20: Uh, you are calling me about a uh, little, uh, poor little doggy that was in the lake, and I had to pull the doggy out. Well,
7: what
1: happened? Tell us the story, man.
20: Okay. Well, um I'm uh, actually was doing some work uh, for a friend up in a small town north of the uh 15 miles from here and we were driving to lunch and uh my buddy and uh my friend that were in the car were look, kind of looking straight ahead and I happened to glance across this lake and I just couldn't believe what I was looking at. It was, it was almost surreal.
3: Mm. Dog's
20: dog's head is sticking out of the water and uh two paws are crashing around and uh, i just immediately said stop the car just pull over wow and he pulled over and looked at me like i walked off mars and i said just back up
3: <laughs>
20: <laughs> <laughs> so he backed up i said right here stop so i just ran out at that point went down to the lake and uh, kind of made a quick assessment Did you
1: think you were going to fall in, maybe, if you tried to save uh, him? Well, I
20: did fall. I did fall in the first time. I um, was—I didn't have anybody initially that was um, able to help me. I was kind of on my own. But uh, you know how uh, Gawker—the Gawker Law works. Once one car stops, the next one's wondering why that car stopped. The next thing you know, I think within about ten minutes, we had a traffic jam on the highway. It was literally blocked. There were so many cars and people that were uh, watching this thing going on. And uh, my buddy was able to flag a guy down with ladders. I laid the ladders out on the lake and crawled, you know, to distribute my weight. Oh, okay, yeah. uh, Yeah, crawled from one ladder, then pulled the other one forward, then got on that one, then pulled the other one forward. So, you know, I wasn't uh, putting a lot of pressure at any one point on the ice. And aside from that, I had a, a guy that had a commercial size rope, and this thing was about an inch in diameter, I mean, you could have tied the Queen Mary up to this thing, and it was probably 100 feet long, and uh, I was holding onto that with a bunch of healthy guys back on shore, so if I would have gone in, I really don't think there was much risk that anybody was going under, the dog or me, <laughs> so, so anyway, I got, the, I got the rope under the dog's uh, front legs and uh, started, yelled back to shore, start pulling, huh. so the dog came right out. And uh, I managed to get myself back without going through. So, and that's that. Happy dog, happy ending.
1: Yeah, that is a great ending. I, I assume the dog, I mean, uh, probably had or was going towards hypothermia. And if you hadn't gone in there and rescued it, we definitely could have lost that dog. Do you know whose um, dog it was?
20: Yeah, we found the owners. Um, we went, uh, the properties up in that section are, are relatively large for our area. They're probably 10 acres or more each property. And it was this long driveway, and initially I was going up the wrong driveway, and some lady yelled at me, hey, what are you doing with my dog? Where are you going with my dog? And I yelled back, are you the owner? And she said, yeah. And I said, i got to talk to you.
3: And she no missed kidding. all
20: this auction. If she would have been around the other side of her pole barn where she was working, she would have seen a, a real uh, interesting scene developing in front of her because she, she could see all of it from the front, but she was around the back. Now, did anything anyway, happen to you? Bad. I
2: mean, you, you obviously got cold if you're in that freezing well, water. Well,
20: I, I fell through initially close to the shore. I only went up to my waist, and I said, well, this is enough of this. We have to do something else. So uh, by that time, there were enough cars, like I said, that someone had um, actually had some ladders. So that was the end of my cold spell. But the dog was in, of course, up to its neck, literally, and the dog was shivering while it was out there in the, in the water. It seemed uh, much relieved and quite happy. It wanted to be everybody's best buddy once it got out of the water. (laughs) It was flagging its tail and quite relieved.
2: Was he crying or barking?
20: Um, It was interesting. He he was um, sloshing around, and then when I got out of the car and ran down to the shore, he started barking like crazy. And as soon as he saw I started to pay attention to him, he shut right up. It's almost like he froze motion, no pun intended and uh, he just sat there and patiently waited, and then more and more people were gathering, and it, it was um, almost like a human being. I mean, he sat yep. there, he was yeah. patient. Um, when I was going out, I saw one guy had a pair of yellow or, uh, leather gloves, and I said, I need your gloves. So he probably thought I was worried about my little pinkies, <laughs> and actually what I was worried about was his dog was a 100-pound dog, and I was pretty much thinking he might bite me mm. when I was trying to Get the rope around him.
3: Uh-huh.
20: So I grabbed the gloves, put the gloves on, and went out there. And he didn't bite anything. He w- he was uh, most appreciative right from the mm. get-go. Ah,
1: he
2: bad. knew. How yeah. oh, sweet.
1: We are with Mike Bruner. He's the keyboard player from Rare Earth, and he just saved a dog who was uh, fell through the ice. And uh... yeah,
20: I, I hey, Mike didn't notice it... your lead in music. You were playing. I thought that was more than coincidental.
8: Yeah, of course it was more than coincidental. Yeah. One of the best songs ever recorded, Mike.
20: Yeah, yeah, we're um, we're real lucky in the band that that song and I just want to celebrate have been used all the way to today in many commercials.
1: So, do you have any dogs at home or any animals at home?
20: Oh, I got plenty of animals. No dogs. I've owned dogs in my past, and I'm going through a cat spell in my life right now. I guess I, <laughs> I got twelve.
3: Wow! Oh my gosh!
20: Doesn't I, I live in a subdivision. It's not a farm, and I have uh, 12, uh, 12 cats.
1: Wow. And do they live inside or outside?
20: Um, They're kind of inny outies, I call Mm them. And um, they have to earn the right to be able to stay inside the house. (laughs)
1: Like not peeing in the corner, right?
20: (laughs) Yeah, right. You know, it's it's just fair. I I put the cats, uh, no cat goes frozen. I'll let you know that right now. Uh, One room is always welcome for the cats, no matter what the temperature. And they know that in the wintertime. They come in and uh, but they won't get the run of the full house if the, if they're the one variety if they're the other variety they can go anywhere they want. So if
2: if you have 12 cats that are indoor outdoor do they do you always have the same 12 or do some other ones come in and other ones go out?
20: Oh it's it's in and out all day long. It's a revolving door.
2: Uh-huh. I wish I had a coin operated turnstile. <laughs> oh yeah, that's a good idea. I just wonder if any stray cats <laughs> show up.
1: You are my hero of the week here and thank you so much for saving that dog.
3: And, yes. uh,
20: yeah. Thanks. It's really, it's really not a hero thing. Like I said, my my life was not in any jeopardy. I didn't feel at any time. Anybody would have done that. No, that's uh, not true. You know, <laughs> that's not true. Or otherwise, no, no one. I, no one's going to sleep for weeks seeing a dog drown in front of them. So that it wasn't my turn to watch a dog die.
1: You're a good guy, Mike. Oh, yes.
2: Awesome. So, Absolutely. Woo-hoo. Thanks
1: for hanging yeah. with us today.
20: Anyway, thanks a lot. I appreciate your call, and uh, thank you very, very much. Of course. Very much. Yep
1: there he goes. Mike Bruner, keyboardist. Just
3: wish to celebrate.
1: Oh yeah. You give it.
3: You're
1: <laughs> you're awesome.
8: Man, you have missed a calling. I'm telling you that right now, Alan. I'm I'm telling sure. you, man. These are these are two of the greatest songs ever recorded. You're
0: listening to Animal Radio. If you missed any part of today's show, visit us at AnimalRadio.com or download the Animal Radio app for iPhone and Android. Animal Radio's Hero People is brought to you by
7: Fetch ID Microchip Registration. Can you find your pet with a Google search? If you can't, neither can a rescuer. Register your pet with Fetch ID and your pet will always be able to get back to you. Already registered with another service? That's okay. Register with Fetch ID for extra protection. Only $9.99. No yearly fee and free additional services. With Fetch ID, rescuers can contact owners in an instant. On the web at www.fetch-id.com.
1: Is she there? Oh, this is cool. Lauren Drabble is her name. Drabble? travel Drabble. Drabble, Drabble? Drabble. Drabble, is that French? Uh,
11: no, it's English, actually.
1: English, English. Lauren Drabble is joining us. How? What am I doing I'm asking her what her name is. <laughs> what are you <laughs> doing? I'm j- well, tell us. You've got a cool new app. It's a free app and a website that uh, coincides with it. What's it all about?
11: Okay, well, Animal Help Now is a free website and app, like you said, that's designed to help any human helper who finds an animal in need. So any type of animal emergency, whether it's, oh, a lost dog, um, injured, abandoned, orphaned, wildlife, um, you know, maybe lost its mom or got hit by a car or anything like that, um, to if you want to report animal neglect or abuse to the right authorities. So what the person does is opens up the app. The app knows where you are based upon your GPS and it shows you who is the most appropriate and available and nearest helper for the situation you find yourself in.
3: Wow.
1: wow.
11: So, so I know that's a mouthful, right? So break well, it no, down into smaller chunks.
1: I'm walking on the beach, let's say, which I do occasionally, and I see these sea lions on the beach, some of them in need of help. Would this application be good for me then?
11: Yes. So let me tell you a little bit about what it does now versus what it will do. But the long-term answer is yes. Right now, our app and website are only functional for addresses, lands, whatever you want to call it, in Texas and Colorado. We started in Colorado, and we branched out into Texas um, just a little bit ago, and when we went into Texas, we actually started doing more of the sea, uh, Gulf type water-based animals. Before, because being Colorado, we were focusing on more land-based animals. Sure. So, what we're doing with our wildlife capability? By cross your fingers, July is our is our expected date. We're going to have nationwide wildlife information and coverage and so yes for your example of the sea lions on the beach it would be well what's going on with the sea lion has it gotten you know abandoned from its mother or maybe is there a human interfering with it whatever it might be starting when we expand to the rest of the country with our wildlife functionality that's exactly what you would do
1: so who's paying for this
11: well that's a good question (laughs) um it's all paid out of labor of love right now we are a very small we being animal help now very small non-profit based here in colorado mostly volunteers um, do all the work and that means for free Um, and we are surviving on grants and um, foundation type of charitable giving and we are always looking for more donations
1: Okay, if you're you're listening in Colorado or uh, Texas, or uh, just go ahead and download it now because they're going to add more, uh, go to the website ahnow.org to learn more, download the free app for your phone right now.
11: Yeah, exactly, because w- the worst thing to possibly have happen is you hear about it and you think, oh, I'll do it one day and then you find yourself in that emergency situation and you haven't yet downloaded
1: it. Well, thanks for your call today. Lauren Drabble joining us. Go download it now and in fact, I have links over at the AnimalRadio.com website and of course, don't forget the Animal Radio app while you're there. You might as well grab, grab them both at the same time, right? They're, they're both free, right?
2: Yeah. They should be close to each other. They both start with animal.
1: Drabble, Drabble, Drabble. Drabble.
4: Hi, this is Clive
7: Pierce from
1: HGTV. You're listening to Animal Radio. Do you want me to do it now?
2: I want to do it now. Okay,
1: <laughs> I can
0: wait.
2: Stop it. Okay, if you go there and he's lost, don't you look at me. I have. You're
0: listening to Animal Radio. Call the Dream Team now at 1-866-405-8405. You're quite the dancer. I didn't realize.
20: Wow. Oh, yeah.
1: Oh, yeah, I can move. I'm out of breath just watching you there. Let's head to Frank. Hey, Frank, how are you doing?
19: All right, how are you doing
1: today? Thank you for waiting. We know you were on the phone for a little time waiting there. We appreciate that, and that you didn't hang up, because it would be a real drag if I just came to you right now, and it was like a dial tone. Yeah, it would. So, Frank, Frank, what's going on? Where are you calling from today?
19: Uh, Azusa, California.
1: Where in California? Azusa. Azusa, uh, like in the Los Angeles area. Yes, sir. Well, thank you for listening down there in L.A. So, what's going on with your animals?
19: Well, we have a pit bull. Uh, He's a blue nose, gaudy, whatever you want to call him. And at the base of the tail, it looks kind of like mange or it's, uh, I don't know if you call it uh, hot spots or whatever. But he starts chewing on it and you can hear him when he's rubbing up against uh, the doghouse and stuff. And we try putting stuff, uh, medicine on it, but it comes back. We've used uh, we use peroxide when it's open sores, and then we used aloe vera, and it kind of cleans it up a little bit, and then it comes back.
5: Okay, and on the skin in the area, what does it look like? Can you describe what it looks like to me? Is there hair or there sores?
19: It it, well, he starts chewing on it and scratching. You know, uh, the hair is like disappearing. You know, the pitbulls are they're real short hair. Mm-hmm, well, mm-hmm. you know, it starts looking like, um, you know, like the hair's falling off, but I guess it's him chewing or scratching and stuff.
5: I was just going to say, it, is the skin discolored in any way or are there scabs on the area?
19: Yeah, a little bit of uh, scabs, you know, uh, uh, raw.
5: Okay. All right. Well, I'm going to tell you that if, for a dog to have an itchy spot at the tail base area, the two big things that come to mind are going to be. Parasites and it's going to be allergies as the second thing. Those two things would be the what I really focus my efforts on. So even if uh, you're doing really good vigilant flea control, fleas are one of the number one things that we can see a dog focused on the tail base area. So um, for me, that's something I will attack um, with a lot of different methods. Now there's also some microscopic parasites or mites, um, specifically the scabies mite, which can be very itchy. And do like that that particular area on the body. So there's some things that we can do, and, and certainly if you see your vet, they can do some skin tests and evaluate your pet for that. For me, if I have a pet that I'm suspicious of one of one or two of those things, I, I'll often, even if I don't get the benefit of tests, I'll try some things that might make the pet better and are geared towards treating those two conditions. And, and one would be that I would uh, use a topical flea product, um, along with an oral flea medication. And that's a way to kill those fleas effectively um, for, for the various different uh, life cycles. The other thing I will do is mites. Mites are microscopic, so you can't see them. You don't know they're there unless your vet can pick them up on a skin test. But there is a medication, um, one called Selamectin, that I'll often use. And we can use this product topically. And I use it every two weeks for pets with Sarcoptes mites. And it's very very effective to kill those critters um, so if you got a pet that's itching particularly in this area and they're not getting better it's well worth doing that every two weeks for about three treatments um, that's called solimactin. Um so that would be something I would certainly recommend to, to see your veterinarian about because that can definitely make a big difference so if we're dealing with more like an allergy in that area, um, you know, we're looking at anything in the environment, anything that's pollens in the yard, in your neighbor's yard, uh, foods that your dog eats can cause allergic responses in the dog's skin. So there, that's another whole kind of topic of conversation, how we can relieve a pet with that. But often I'll use some antihistamines that have a component that help with some anxiety that kind of comes along with the itch. So say a pet with really bad flea allergy dermatitis or really bad allergies is scratching, chewing themselves, and they're miserable. So there's actually antihistamines and medicines that are actually an anti uh, depressant combination. And that these can be very helpful to kind of squash that itch and make the pet feel more relaxed and comfortable. Um, amitriptyline is one of those. Um, the other one, which I do have some good use with, is doxapin. And these are medicines that, um, if you've ever heard of dogs with uh, lick granulomas or hot spots, they kind of obsessively lick at an area. These kind of medications can help them with the itch and also kind of with that obsessive kind of I feel like I got to itch, I got to itch kind of thing. Um So that might be another direction that we can go for your baby. And certainly I don't want him to be rubbing it on the doghouse. We got to do something to get this kid some relief there. So I like the idea of aloe vera topical. It's a nice soothing thing, very natural. Um I'm not opposed to that, but I do think we need to get into the nitty-gritty and look at some of these parasites and get your baby to uh, stop itching there now i, I want to ask is your is your dog neutered or is he um intact he's got him
19: he's got, got him <laughs> yeah yeah okay we keep him in the yard and he's real friendly in fact we have a chewini and he's meaner than the, than the pit bull
5: Yeah, well, just the reason I mention that is because an unneutered male dog often has an area of hair loss at the base of their tail, and it's called stud tail, and it's hormonally driven. Wow. But dogs that have this don't usually have the itchies and scratchies associated with that, but they can have the area of hair loss. So it is possible that there could be something else that's causing the itching and that your dog has stud tail, um, which is just a natural thing for a dog that's not neutered. So um, it might be well worth go, you know, see, going to see the vet just to have a good skin exam. And if you can put your, your guy up about, by the radio, I'll try my best to get an impression of what's going on.
1: <laughs> hey, Frank, thanks for your call. Good luck with that. I, I think all I right. have stud tail myself.
5: Uh, so someone
1: uh, checked stud this Stud tail, right? Yeah. It's <laughs> weird. I've never heard about that. Well, that's all the fun we can pack into two hours, really. We tried. We tried to pack in more. It just uh, it oozed out the side. But that, that's okay. We'll be back next weekend. And if you need another fix, go ahead and download the Animal Radio app for iPhone or Android or Blackberry, not Blueberry. (laughs) I'm such an idiot saying Blueberry before. It's a free download. You can listen to the show as well as ask your questions of the Dream Team. We'll see you next week for more Animal Radio right here. Bye. Bye Bye-bye. Goodbye, my friends. I
0: love you all. You're listening to Animal Radio. If you missed any part of today's show, visit us at AnimalRadio.com or download the Animal Radio app for iPhone and Android.